still holding on to your precious integrity, are you? This is uh, this is one of the lines of Job chapter two, and uh, in chapter two we see that Satan reports back to to God after destroying Job's possessions, his children, um, and says to God, "Well, you know." sort of, well, that didn't work, but it didn't work because a man or a person would do anything to protect his own health. And so you mess with Job's health, then he will curse you to your face. And God basically says, well, right, go ahead. You, you can do with him what you like, but you can't kill him. You have to preserve his life. And we spoke about that in, in the previous, previous episode, how this isn't just some cosmic game that's playing out. There's, there's a testing of faith. There's a much, much bigger um, objective and purpose to the book and what happens to Job and the story of Job uh, than what meets the eye here. But be that as it may, uh, Satan goes out and afflicts Job with these sores um, over his whole body. So much so, so bad, that Job ends up on a, on a trash heap, basically scratching these sores with, with broken pottery. And I mean, <laughs> the image is, is uh, woeful for our man Job. And what's quite difficult here is his wife um, appears for the first time and says, are you still holding on to your integrity, your precious integrity? Curse God and be done with it. And this is sort of playing exactly into Satan's hand. Um, she's just sort of being his mouthpiece uh, and it made me think about how when we suffer and go through difficult things hardship and pressure and anxiety and stress uh, or whatever it is that afflicts us we should remember that often it is equally as hard not even or, or, or perhaps even more difficult for those around us who, who love us and who can see it but almost do nothing about it you know it's it's part of their journey but not quite their journey and it must be really hard i think i would imagine that job's wife had been um uh, uh, uh you know obedient to God in in throughout her life you know Job was a godly man uh, one would think that their marriage their relationship was uh, founded on good principles of God's love 
and God's provision and God's uh, favor and his goodness. Um, but here, as she starts seeing her husband very quickly deteriorate and obviously is mourning the death of her children as well, um, their entire life is in ruin. Her response in stark contrast to that of Job's is, I think your problem, Job, is you're maintaining your integrity here before God. God has abandoned you. He's left you. So curse him and be done with it. And we'll find our own way. And it's a, it's a wonderful teaching opportunity within marriage. Um, and I think sometimes, sometimes one spouse uh, is just sli slightly uh, stronger, slightly more grounded in the moment than the other. And God uses those opportunities to help us edify one another and build each other up uh, in times where things are really difficult. So I actually, although her response is terrible to Job, you can't help but understand that this is somebody who's just lost everything just as Job has. And um, she must be seeing this sight of Joe sitting on a trash heap where a week ago, you know, they were they were having parties with their children and saying our this faithfulness, this integrity thing we've been doing, this hasn't gotten us anywhere. Look look at where we are now. Um and then Job's response to her is you you're you're talking um that you're talking like a foolish woman and this is not foolish in the sense of uh, folly or silliness it's foolish in the sense of un unbelief um, foolish in the sense of somebody who does not recognize that there is a much larger story at play that the world only revolves around temporary experiences of uh, God and goodness and favor and, and blessing. You're talking like somebody who's foolish. And he, he obviously says that because this isn't how she usually spoke. You know, it's, it's, it's a change and it's a reaction to circumstance. Uh, and this is where he says that great thing to her, that we, that we take the good days from God. So why not also take the bad? Uh, in a different translation, he says, shall we accept good from God? And not trouble. It's really wise on the part of Job to say, but hold on a second, there is a bigger story here. And what, what he is teaching, I think what Job is uh, discovering here, is when we can't understand God's ways, we must trust his wisdom. I'll say, uh, let me say that again. When, when we can't understand God's ways, how he's doing things, we must trust in his wisdom. 
and I've, I've bumped up against this uh, in my life a few times that I, I don't quite understand why God is doing a particular thing or why he's doing it in a particular way but there is a place you, you can get to where it's like I, I don't get it God but I understand that your ways are higher than my ways and I trust in your wisdom and in your goodness you are after all a good good father and your plans for me are uh, beyond what I can imagine and they're good their plans to prosper me not to harm me so that's the larger story within which my smaller story unfolds so when we can't understand God's ways we must trust his wisdom is essentially what Job is saying to his wife shall we accept the good not the bad there's a bigger story at play here and very quickly then in chapter 2 we meet Job's three friends um, and what's good here if, if you've never read the book of Job or if we don't preempt what's going to happen in the next chapters this is great news three friends arrive to come and help Job in in the middle of his affliction and it's an exciting time because we're hoping that they'll come there and lift Job's spirits and maybe offer him some help and what they do actually is it says that they, they could see how rotten he felt how deeply he was suffering um, and so they sat with him on the ground for seven days and nights and they sat there without saying a word and isn't it amazing that sometimes in our suffering what we need is is solidarity you know not not somebody not not a not a, a preach uh, or a sermon um or a, uh, a a string of of beautiful words but just solidarity with somebody else sitting with us for seven days in silence and saying and we also don't understand it. We're here with you. And that's it. We, we, we don't we don't know. But I'm here. Um, and I, I take encouragement at this stage from his three friends uh, that they first didn't just say, oh, we'll pray for you, you know, see ya. But they arrived. They were by his side and they sat there with him. Um, and I, I think that's that's helpful and we'll see how that unfolds in uh, the following chapters all right we'll take it up again uh, in, a, in a couple of days I think the uh, the important thing to remember here which is going to stick with me for a while is when when we can't understand God's ways let's just trust in his wisdom.